0: Welcome to A Coach's Perspective. I'm your host, Jenny Hopkins. I'm so happy to have you joining us tonight. Um, This show is presented to you by Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs, and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com, member FDIC. And I want to thank all the team members over at Great Southern Bank. Other sponsors that we're going to talk about that are hand-picked, Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Cards and we'll talk about them throughout the show. Um, we, we have a great show tonight. i have got a great panel in here but before we get to them, I want to recap last week. Last week um, we had the executive director from the Show Me State Games and Senior Games, Dave Fox was on. Uh, one of my all-time favorite coaches out of Jefferson City and now he's the executive director for the games and um, he brought in a lot of information Um, It was a great show and he brought two athletes with him. Um, I will have to say one of my all-time favorite athletes as well was here, Dave McCoy at the wonderful age of 91 is setting state records. He is still winning all kinds of medals. Um, He has just done a tremendous job with the Senior Games and the Show Me State Games so thank you to Dave McCoy for being here. Liz Kiger was also here. She was fantastic. Um, she is a marathon runner. Um, she has also set some state records and some national records in her age division. So I I left very inspired. I ran all the way home. That's not true, but I ran to my car. <laughs> I ran and I ran from the driveway to my door. But they were very inspiring. So I don't know what you were doing last week, but if you didn't hear it, go listen to that show. It's at a dot com. You can also find it on iTunes, on Spotify, verbal and on helium satellite radio so tonight we have a hall of fame panel dun 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 very excited to have um, some recent inductees from the missouri basketball coaches association hall of fame i um, very happy to have three of them in here and congratulations to all of the inductees even the official eddie dunger that was put in we already had him on the show as well but i want to welcome to the show um coach jim middleton thank you for being here
1: it's certainly a pleasure jenny thanks for having me
0: well your career has just been um tremendous uh, everything you seem to to be involved with turns to gold um you have that magic touch if you will um along, you know, you started out at West Plains, but then along, you know were at Missouri State University during one of their final four runs. Isn't it nice to be able to say one of their final four runs? And then you were at Southwest Baptist University and and through your involvement there and through some of your summer camps, I, I feel like you really helped explode. the the women's basketball scene. Um, And then you went to Nixa, and, hey, high school coaches, what's so hard about this? You go win a state championship, and he just did such a tremendous job. I can say that. I know that you cannot say that, but I want to tell you, uh, you're admired by a lot of coaches in this area. Um, Congratulations on another induction. You're in the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, Just congratulations, Coach. Thank you. That was a lot. Okay, now yeah. we need to take our first break. No, I'm no. <laughs> but I, I do. But uh, I want to compliment you on that. So welcome to the show. Was it um, when you got the phone call about going into the Missouri Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame? I remember us talking a little bit about that because this one's a little different. These are your peers.
1: Uh, totally. Uh, and and you now you're, you're appreciative of any award that, that's given. And, uh, but when it's your peers, it, it's, it's big. I mean, it just is. And, uh, I, I think that gives that much, maybe more validation. I think that's a good word to use in this particular case, uh, to it. And, uh, you know, when it's your peers that, that award you for your blood, sweat, and tears, it's, it's very, very special.
0: And you've always had fun coaching. And I, I think that's something that has really been, um, Something enjoyable to watch at both levels, even though the stress of coaching is always there. You always make sure you have fun.
1: You know, I I don't take myself too seriously. I <laughs> I do take what I do seriously, but but I think it's wrong if you take yourself too seriously personally. And uh, I think that's I think that's part of it, to, just to have the fun. You've got to have outlets, and uh, I don't you know. I I I kind of got a story on that. I don't know if this is a good sure, point if you bring want it on. to. Write. We used to, at Southwest Baptist, we would have uh, bring in professors, instructors, and we would have the coach of the game. They would set the bench. And so they would come in, and they would be real quiet and sit down. And I say come in. They would come in my, my office, and uh, we'd be ready to go in and have the pregame talk with the players. And they were just like, don't want to make a sound, quiet as a church mouse. And all of a sudden, we just said, and we'd just start telling jokes, and they're just kind of looking at me like, "What? What are y'all doing? Aren't you going to take this thing serious?" I just looked, and I said, "Listen, our job's done right now. All, all we can do now we're, we're we're letting off steam, having a little fun before we go out and compete. So if <laughs> if, we, if we don't have ourselves ready now, then you know shame on me a long time ago because you know this is just our way to have fun with it now. Before, so <laughs> they so they started relaxing and. Yes. made a lot better for them too. Well, and
0: any young coaches that are listening, pay attention to that to that advice because you do, you do want to take what you're doing seriously, but don't take yourself so seriously. Put totally. that on a t-shirt. I love totally. that. I like that. Um and also sitting next to you is coach Brent Kell and as as many places that coach Middleton has been and been successful um and our other guest who who has hopped around and did the tour in Southwest Missouri You decided to stay put. Um, You actually put roots down and a trunk and branches and leaves and the whole bit. Um, And you were at Houston um, as the girls' basketball coach. Coach Brent Cowell, welcome.
2: Thank you. I appreciate uh, having me here. Yes, uh, I was at Houston for 31 years. Um, That's my hometown. I played ball there, grew up there. And um, when my wife and I, Audrey, got uh, married right out of college, uh, I knew that she wasn 't big into moving all over the place and and wanting to you know take her roots up and and just move and so um everything worked out and um i've got a funny story as well about that and that i I wanted to share at the at the uh, uh banquet but um whenever we were dating in college and um I was getting ready to graduate, and she said um and she's helped me with my resume, and she says, "Well, what would you not want to do?" And so I said, "Well, I don't want to coach girls' basketball, <laughs> and I've been told that I don't need—I don't want to go back to my hometown because that's going to be t- put too much pressure on us." And so, you know, 31 years later, <laughs> that was uh, exactly what we did. So, but loved every minute of it, and um, you yeah, know, it's—it's been a, a, a fun ride.
0: Talk about ingraining yourself into you know a community, not only your hometown, but being able to have such a, a wonderful role as a coach um, and being able to have that impact on those lives and generations that came through.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's I had pretty much every player that came through our system was um, I knew, either their parents or grandparents <laughs> or somebody along the way, and so that made it A little bit of pressure on you but at the same time made it a little bit easier i think because you already knew what you're dealing with and um uh, for the most part we had we had very little problems with parents with the pressure situation and um but when i started getting grandkids coming up through <laughs> the elementary grades of, of players that I had coached, I thought, man, I'm getting old. <laughs> this uh, I've got to find something else. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun, but um, I, I wouldn't change a thing.
0: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, also here on our coaches panel tonight, recently inducted into the NBCA Hall of Fame, we have Coach Mike Percival. And, you know, you've been several different places, but you started out at Greenwood Laboratory School, and that was um, – my senior year, you were my coach, and so I um, had the opportunity and the honor to play for you. And then, uh, and then you traveled around. You were at you know different places around Southwest Missouri. You were at Sparta, and you were at Willer, but you were at Hartville twice, where you won a state championship. Um, you've been a lot of different places, but you always seem to be very successful wherever you go. So, welcome. I'm glad you're here.
3: Well, thanks. I appreciate. It. Appreciate you having me. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: um, you know, one, I don't think I gave you a choice. I, I told you you were going to be here.
3: <laughs> That's probably a valid point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you are That's back at Greenwood Laboratory School and, and coaching. And but I think when I when I say um, that you're successful, you won a state championship. Yes, you had some winning, you know, winning seasons. And but but defining winning is something that um, you had an impact on a lot of your players. You had a lot of players that are all, that are keeping in touch with you. And a lot of times when you ask coaches what's your definition of success, they'll say when a player co- alumni come back and you get to still be a part of their lives. And you, you see that a lot in yours, your Yeah, career. I do.
3: I do have quite a few. I have, I have some of them that are my very closest friends. Yeah. Since I've coached on the, the boys' side and the girls' side, both, there's a lot of camaraderie there.
0: Mm-hmm. At Fair Play, you were also in Fair Play. Correct. That's where you coached boys at Fair Play in Stoutland. Um, so I think that also it's it's important to to define that when if there's a young coach listening, is winning? That's my first question for this panel. Is winning all about um, the the win loss record, and all about championships and all about the trophy over your head?
2: I don't think so. I think it's about relationships and um, and teaching life lessons. Um, that's something that I I tried to do. I hope I did a pretty good job of that um i've been to several uh, weddings and and you know kids birthdays and everything else and as well but um yeah i think it's more about building relationships and um just teaching life lessons that that's going to help them throughout the rest of their life and um so as far as that question i think the wins and losses they're great but if you can um, have kids that come back and say coach I really appreciate what you did for me I learned so much uh, more than just basketball that means a lot.
0: And sometimes they don't realize that until they don't. a little bit down the road when life is <laughs> has hit it done before. Coach Middleton to add to that?
1: Well uh, you know you, you plant seeds and, and you hope that you know that it matures and it nurtures itself and works its way up from there and that some things take hold and And it's always the beauty of it when somebody comes back and says thank you. We don't need to hear to thank you. I mean, it's 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 part of what who we are, what we want to do in our dynamic makeup. But it but when it does, it it certainly is a a whole lot of fun with that. You know, I've been on a couple of sides of this because they're they're probably the older a, a player gets, say college age. There is a business side to it. When you sign on the dotted line, there is that side to it. And there's an expectation that you're going to play up to a, a certain standard too, because, because simply let's just say it because of that. I mean, we got NILs out there today and all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> and, uh, besides that, wanting to get into that, but there is that side. But as far as when I was probably first coaching, there was, there was a lot that, I thought, man, I got to win. I got to win. I got to win. I really did. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm going, you know, okay. Yeah. That's important. It is, but you, you start, cause you said cultivate relationships and then they come back. And, you know, we had a 10 year reunion of our sweet 16 teen at SBU back in 2000 and, and, um, and, uh, 10. And the players come back and we're sitting there at the court and not a one was really watching the game and everybody was telling jokes and just thinking of memories. Nobody really was talking about, Hey, remember when we beat this team or that team, it wasn't about that. It was probably what led up to it or what was going on afterwards or something funny and, a you know, on the bench or just, and so, and that's good. I mean, that's, that's really what it's all about. It's just rare to do that. And, and then when you get the opportunity to see players like a Jenny Talbert that I had win a state title this year, that's when I'm just sitting there going, man, i just like a proud grandpa when I see something <laughs> like that. You know, that's when you get stuff. the opportunity, I'm like, yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, I was probably more nervous than she was out there going with win. But... Uh, uh, from that side of it. But, you know, there's just a lot of dynamics to it. So, no, winning's winning's not the most important part of it. It is a, it is important, but it's not the most important.
0: I agree. I agree. All right. Well, we're going to take our first break. I'll give Coach Percival a little bit more time to, de- to come up with his definition of winning. And we'll start off with that in our next segment. <laughs> and then we're going to play a game. We're going to play out of the hat. This is one of my favorite games that I play where we're going to literally draw some coaching topics out of a hat. and and discuss them. So we'll take our our first break. And again, I want to thank Great Southern Bank for being our presenting sponsor. We'll be right back here with Coach Brent Kell, Mike Percival, and Jim Middleton on A Coach's Perspective. A Coach's Perspective. I'm Jenny Hopkins, happy to have you with us tonight. This segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy. Highland Dairy, they're owned by dairy farmers and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. It's a proven fact from scientific studies, professional dietitians, they all got together and they all agree. The ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is chocolate milk and Highland Dairy has the best tasting chocolate. They're a proud sponsor of A Coach's Perspective. So we're back here with Coach Jim Middleton and Mike Percival and Brent Kell, and we're having a little conversation, a coaches panel, if you will. Um, You know, we're celebrating their recent induction into the Missouri Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. Um, You know, and I, I thought this game would be appropriate because, you know, when I have a panel of coaches on here, it's a good opportunity to pick your brains. You've obviously been successful, or you would not be inducted into a Hall of Fame. And so we're going to play this little game if you guys are are tough enough to do it. You tough enough to do it?
2: Uh, We'll try. (laughs) (laughs) My wife's still with me. I I was like, Coach bill has
0: got something to say. I know he's got something to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, here we go. Out of the hat. Let's see. Um, And I have to thank another coach for the hat. Coach Molly Miller gave me this bright purple Grand Canyon University hat uh, for us to play our out-of-the-hat game. Ooh, my favorite question right off the bat. This is awesome. How do you handle those tough attitudes when you're coaching? So you've got that player that's got the attitude, who rolls their eyes, that mm-hmm. doesn't work as hard, it's me, 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 me in the opera instead of we, 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 we. So tell me, what is your best technique to deal with those attitudes? I'll let Coach Kel go first.
2: Well, if my daughter was here, she could probably tell you, uh, Haley. I think she's listening to this, actually. But <laughs> um, we, we'd we have a conversation. I'm not, I'm not talking about my daughter now. I'm talking about just a kid. We'd have a conversation or several conversations and it just seemed like every time that you had an attitude kid, it was your best player too. And so, if that happened, you know you, you get, you've got to still make an example out of them. And so it might require um, extra running in practice or um, extra time on the bench during a game or miss a an entire game. We did that a couple of times as well. Uh, Not with my daughter, but with another player. and You uh, might be sleeping outside. Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah. Uh, But it's it's tough. It's tough, especially if they're a good player, because you're not just letting down them or their parents or whatever if you bench them, but you're letting down the entire team. And that's what they have to understand is it's not just about them. It's about the whole team. Mm -hmm. And so that's how – we kind of ran things in our program was that there's nobody bigger than the team. And so. Um,
0: and parents support that. They need to support that. Um, you, you don't want to fuel, you know, that selfishness. You want to support that global view. They'll be so much stronger in the long run.
2: Yeah, definitely. And, and you just hope that the parents do support that. If they do, things will go well. If they don't, things go south mm-hmm. in a hurry. So um, that's kind of what that's we good. did. Yeah. yeah.
0: Coach Percival, better not give any examples from your first year as a head
3: coach. I was, I was thinking about my very first year of coaching. There was this all-state guard that was a handful. Yeah. Might be in this room. I'm not. Sure. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking, as you said, we're gonna that, go to our
0: next break. Just <laughs> no, kidding.
3: I was thinking probably the first thing if I had a an Andre player, I'd probably tell my wife she's gonna have to get her kids under control. Oh. <laughs> a Good chance there was plenty of fire there, but. I've had a few through the years, and, and a lot of times eventually if you stay after it, they'll figure it out and one way or another. Either they'll, they'll start sliding in line or they'll slide out of line. And You hope that doesn't happen, but it does occasionally. But for the most part, most of them want to be there. They want to be a part, and, and they'll jump in with the rest of the team, that team attitude like Coach Kale talked about. Yeah,
0: Good point. Coach Middleton. <coughs> Excuse
3: me. I, I, I would kind of concur with Coach
1: Kale in the respect. A lot of times it would be your best player because of the com- competitiveness right. of that that mindset. And that side of it didn't really bother me in the respect because I, I really wanted our kids to be very competitive, certainly. It's just when you get into a disrespect type of situation. And it really adds up to coaches to decide what's what's disrespectful and what's not and and i would have no trouble saying hey you just you just pressed my button mm-hmm. okay if you were trying to you just succeeded and um for that and uh, i'm just so let's let's don't let it happen again well it may happen again obviously and then there's going to be some type of discipline involved with it because it's not something i i can just let go because as as coach kale made a comment it is a team game and I've got five people out there on the floor that at a time, plus who maybe who's over there that want their time in there, and uh, and be in that part of it too, and so there's there's times where I've said, okay, uh, you go set over here on on the sideline. The rest of you get on the line, and the rest of you are going to run. How do you feel about this? You know, I mean, about that. Right. You know, the players get upset and you're going, well, you know, is that really fair to the rest of the players? Well, here's the deal. This is what you're creating for the rest of your team by acting this way. This is my response. I'm trying to get across to you right here, you know, of, of, of this type of situation. And do you, what how you're responding affects your team and affects your teammates. It affects everybody. And so we, we've got to get past that. Yeah. you know and so hopefully it will and if not I you know this may sound harsh but John Wooden told Bill Walton if you're not Bill Walton said I'm not going to get my hair cut and John Wooden said well it's nice of knowing you Bill or I think he said William it's been <laughs> right, nice right. knowing you yeah and um uh, you know Bill went and got his hair cut so uh I don't you know some people today would say well it doesn't work that way today and
0: well, to bring in that well, socialization know. Um, you know, component is, is probably very powerful. I mean, that's not going to happen more than once, I wouldn't think, mm-hmm. because a lot of that will be taken care of um, just through that socialization of, you know, if, if, better get it together, because then you've got the peers on, on board as well. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, so let me ask you this. I mean, because you were at the collegiate level, it's a little different, too, because it's a job. You, they are your employees at yeah. that level. And so, um, the attitude, there's a little bit more incentive for them to stay in line.
1: Uh, there, there is. And, uh, with some things. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's kind of, kind of weird or weird. It's, it's interesting how it occurs. I have one player my second year there that this kid could score. But I'm looking down here and like, she's getting six shots. She's getting seven shots. She's getting eight shots. And I'm going, why aren't you shooting the ball? Well, I want to be a team. I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm no 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 this time you gotta start being selfish Mm -hmm. so I, i said all right i said the next game you're gonna shoot the ball 10 times and if you don't you're gonna run four miles the next day so we get stat sheet did she get 10 shots off no she got nine so the next day i'm like all right go upstairs you're running all you're running your four miles while we practice she comes back down a little bit later. I said, "All right, next time we play, if she doesn't get 10 shots, the team is running and you get set out." Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so I'm like, "Ball bear to get inside to this young lady." Cuz she was I mean, she was she was end up being first team all conference, but uh so we're in the middle of the second half, Jenny, and next thing you know, the our kids just erupt off the bench just get all excited and i'm like what is going on one of the assistants skills she just shot her 10th shot coach (laughs) and so she didn't make it but i'm like why are you all getting excited well she did we didn't have any problem after that okay
0: so uh i don't know
1: if that really fits into the the attitude well i think
0: the thing is you have to find an incentive that makes it work i mean differentiated motivation is a real thing you've got to know how to motivate each, each person on your team. And you've got to get to know them. That obviously was a big incentive for her. And, and that's something I think would be, you know, that's the key, in my opinion, is, is with those bats, you got to find out what is going on with them and what's going to make them tick,
2: yeah.
0: what's going to motivate them for sure. All right, ready for question number two?
2: You bet. Sure. We did well on that one.
0: Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> not too bad. Got eggs, <laughs> um, all right, what is your number one strategy to beat a team that is favored to win? So, what is one of your number one strategies? Like, what is it that you're you're gonna pull out of your pocket to try and beat a team you're not supposed to, Coach uh, Middleton? Looks like you're ready. Boy,
1: now I'm sitting here, kind of going through all this, <laughs> trying to to really. I mean, because I'm I'm thinking about then I'm thinking about now, uh, because social media is out there, and all it takes is one simple tweet or you know or or this or that and and it's there and you're going i see it and now i've got locker room ammo Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) yeah and i have no problem using locker room ammo uh as far as that goes i personally was never a big raw raw speech person that that wasn't me come game time I wasn't the one to, to do that. It just just wasn't me. Now, it might be somebody else, and that's great. That it, it, it just didn't fit me. Uh, I I was just all about what we – this is going to sound really mundane. I wish this was, you know, but it, it's just what we did in practice. Just try to get our I, – I was a big detail person. Here's how I think we can beat somebody. And if you want to call it an upset, that's okay. But I think this is how we can beat you. And let's really work on it and drill it and drill it and drill it and practice and pay attention to detail and let's make it happen. And I'm going to try to explain to you why we watch video, we do this, here's what they do well, well, we got to take this away. And if we do, we got a chance, you know, and, uh, from that sort of thing. And, uh, you just try to get kids to buy in and believe in in what you're trying to do and go with it and. Don't worry about the outcome. The outcome takes care of itself. It's what you do in practice. And I think that's what I would tell any young coach today. You, everybody sees the finished product and everybody sees the trophies and the plaques and the banners. But no, it's, it's how you got there. That, that's the key, uh, how to it all. And if you can pay attention to the day to day stuff that, that then the rest of the stuff will take care of itself.
0: Excellent. Great advice, Coach Percival.
3: I think you probably strive to take something away from them that they do well, but adapt it to within your scheme what you do well, because you don't completely want to change the things that you do, because that's that's that foundation that Coach Middleton's talking about mm-hmm. that you you develop over the mm-hmm. seasons and the years. But I think you usually have to take something away from a team, and some teams they struggle when you take some of those higher points that they, that they take advantage of.
0: Great point, great point. Anything to add to that, Coach Kell?
2: Well, I would just say that, uh, yeah, through scouting, um, I'm still old school. I like to see them in person. I know you have huddle and everything else, but um, through scouting you can find weaknesses of the other team, and you try to take those away the best you can, just like Coach Burstall said, which he always did to us. Um, Not always. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and and then I always stressed and I'm like coach middleson said as well practice i mean as a coach you you prepare through your practice and then the the game is fun you know that's the fun time but the hard work comes in practice And if you prepare them then you've got a good shot and one of the things i always stressed was um on teams that was probably better than us i said hey we've got to win the 50-50 balls and we've got to win the rebound battle. Mm-hmm. And if we can do that, uh, we've got a chance. Yeah. But, you know, uh, everybody tries to do that. But those 50-50 balls, I'm, I'm talking about loose balls or rebounds that are loose. And if you can get those, you can get the ma- majority of those, you've got a chance. You're giving yourself more chances to score, and uh, you've, got a, you've got a chance of pulling an upset.
0: Yeah, great point. Okay
1: you guys really got me thinking here now and that's not good because I I haven't thought in about 17 years I don't think but you know it depends on your your team where they are mature wise and their maturation and their strength because there's some teams that you have aren't quite ready to be there yet they're just not and my first year at SBU we were at Missouri Western and Missouri Western was it and I just I mean they were they were the cream and at come to the end of the game they beat us about 12 points and i walked down for about two minutes to go to the end of the bench with with the starters that i had taken them out and uh that were going to be back next year and i looked up and i said that's going to be us next year i said we're not there yet this year but next year that's where we're going to be and and sometimes you got to understand that too it 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 takes a time and stage for it to occur. And that's and a big picture thing. Big picture. Yeah, picture.
0: all right. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. All right, well, th- well, thank you. Hey, do I have a good panel or what? My goodness. Uh, I appreciate you all being here and sharing this knowledge. We're going to take our next break. Again, thank you to Highland Dairy for sponsoring this segment, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett as they support local and thoughtful radio. We'll be right back with Coach Jim Middleton, Mike Percival, and Brent Powell right here on A Coach's Perspective. Back to him, I'm here Hopkins, and uh, well, you know, this segment is sponsored by Bill Grant, Ford, and Bolivar. You've got to give Kelly Grant and Shane Rainey a call. They will take care of you. They know cars, trucks, SUVs, they know service. They definitely know how to keep their customers happy and loyal. You can get a hold of them at 417 326 7671. I also want to thank West Logging. Go to westlogging.com. You can contact Danny West for a free consultation. He's going to treat your land like his own. And we want to thank Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, also sponsoring this segment. So we're back with Coach Jim Middleton and Coach Mike Percival and Coach Brent Kell. And we are playing Out of the Hat. Um, And you liked that music coming in, didn't you, Coach Middleton?
1: Oh, perfect. I thought I was (laughs) in the Caribbean. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, um, I'm very, you know, I love this game because it does kind of generate, like you said earlier, Coach, you, you know, talked about it generates conversation. This is also a really good one. Um, that I just drew out so uh, what is your policy on talking to parents about the big PT the big playing time dun 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 (laughs) please don't mention names (laughs) or make references that can be easily identified but what is your uh, policy um, about talking to parents on playing time I mean this is this is something I think is really important especially for young coaches Especially for them to be able to establish right from the beginning. I mean, I had my own policy. I, we had a handbook that, that parents and players signed before our first game, uh, and it was clearly outlined in there. But I'm curious, what, what is um, Coach Kell? You've got your wheels turning.
2: Uh, yeah, they're they're, they're going somewhere. <laughs>
0: so,
2: well, we would have we would have a excuse me, <clears throat> we would have a scrimmage, uh, just a red and black scrimmage every year, and I'd have a parent meeting. And in that parent meeting, we would take care of those type of things at um, you know, we don't discuss playing time because there's so many things that go into that that uh, parents don't see, and that's every day in practice that's um, you know they do see whether they were there in the off season or not. those type of things, but I help I've been accused of playing my favorites before and i always say yeah i i do play my favorites i play the kids that i know i can trust because i see them a lot you know i see them in the open gyms they're there every time and um they're they're always there with the youth programs and and i know who they are i can trust i know what i'm going to get out of them but um we we discuss that in in preseason and really only had a couple of problems with that, probably, and and I just tell the parents, "Hey, we don't discuss playing time, and we certainly don't discuss anyone else on the team, because um, their parents aren't there to support them and and take it for them." So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how what we would do, and uh, hope hopefully that would work. Yeah,
0: Coach Percival.
2: Well I haven't had a whole lot of instances either but
3: I've had a few but uh, one of the one of the big no-nos was we're sure not going to talk to you the night of a ball game we're gonna Mm -hmm. we're gonna wait and and at one point I think I put a 24-hour rule on there and then later on we might have extended a little bit longer but Mm -hmm. you know everybody gets caught up in emotions including my wife like we talked about (laughs) during when my kids were playing she would get worked up and a lot of times we wouldn't talk about the ball game for 24 hours afterwards as well. But you know, a lot of times the emotion takes over and and logic kind of goes out the window. And that that goes for coaches sometimes too as well. We get caught up in the game.
0: Well, you used to have a sign in your office, I believe. This was um, I, you were coaching boys at the time that said, "If you didn't get the playing time that you wanted, it's it's quite possible I didn't get the work that I wanted." Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can send a little bit of a message as well, but. It is important for players can discuss it. Players can come to you and say, what can I do to get more playing time? Um, but, yeah, I think that's that's a good point.
2: Right. I agree. So, I think I did have that sign. Up. <laughs> so when I would have a player <coughs> come to me, then I would say, hey, you, you play as well as you can possibly play so that I can't take you off the floor. You know, and if they would do that, then, yeah, they would maybe take somebody's place, but um, – and that did happen a few times. Yeah.
0: And I think there's a lot of parents out there who's like, oh, yeah, but then they play scared. Like every time they make a mistake, you're going yeah. to pull them out. Coaches know better. They can see through that. They don't mm-hmm. judge the mistakes. They judge the, the, you know, the efforts and the hustle, and they, they can read through that. Um, so that, that's not a thing. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's just not, 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 not. It's not the norm, I'll say that. Coach Middleton, your wheels are turning,
1: too, I can tell. Well, yeah, well it's because these, these guys here, they're, they're, their wisdom, what they're talking about, has really kind of got me my wheels spinning. I, I would say this to begin with is that I've never had a parent come to me and say, what can I do to help my child become a better rebounder or what can I do to help them become a better defender uh, you know, it it is about the the playing time. It it, it just is. Uh, it, it's what it is. Uh, from that standpoint, I like your all's idea about the buffer in time. Let's let's get a cooling off period mm-hmm. b- before we both of us are going to say something that we wish later on we didn't and have to say we're sorry and you know and kind of tear some hearts in that potentially both ways. So from that side of it too, I've I've often thought about this, gentlemen. And you tell me, you might tell me your thoughts. And and this this is in addition to uh, Jenny, what you're talking about here. But I always wondered about sometimes after games, I was so emotional. I really had to be careful if I when I walked into the locker room, I might have to take longer. And I often hear lately have thought, if I'm back doing this. Do I even go into the locker room after the game or do we just right out there and say, Hey, good job. or hey, we'll do better. We'll talk about it tomorrow and just let them go right then. I, I don't know. I that maybe for some, you know, I've watched Jay Osborne do some of that and I thought, hmm, first I'm like, nah. And then I'm going, yeah, I kind of like this idea a little bit too. So sometimes that heads it off, but. It, it, in today's basketball, do y'all remember way back when, when, when we all play, or I'm, I'm older. I know you but most, but you, you, uh, you played a couple of days of open gym in the summer and that was about it. You're, you had your two weeks of camp at your own school that you went to and you were done. And we won a state title in my, my junior in high school doing that. Okay. I don't know if you do that today, but we know. In the summer, pretty much how things are going to go in the fall. And if we don't, shame on us if we've already been there the year before. Now, if we're new coming in in the summer, maybe that's a different story. So we've got a pretty good idea how things already are set up before it's all said and done. But I, I agree with you guys. It's about the effort that you're giving. Uh, mistakes. Jenny, I'll say that I don't mind kids making mistakes. I just don't want them to make the same one twice. That's, that's the thing I get up. I do get upset with because you've been taught. I, I, I stop it right there in practice. I don't let things go in practice. Okay. We don't have time stopping games. We get very few timeouts and I want to save them late as I can. So practice, I can have all the timeouts I want. So I want to teach then. And if you're going to keep doing the same stuff, chances of you getting much playing time especially in the fourth quarter it ain't happening right right,
0: right. and the players know yeah. you know they're there in the summertime they go to yeah. camps they know and that's um you know that that was usually one of my policies is that I needed to hear from the player first if they were unhappy about mm-hmm. their playing time if they didn't come to me I'm not going to talk to the parents about that you know the player needs to be able to take that initiative have that conversation then if it's not better then, okay, then we'll put it uh we'll have a we'll have a meeting and talk about it all right so this is um, a quick quick question here. Uh, name one of your most memorable mentors and i I think I might know coach middleton's answer maybe <laughs> I might one of your most memorable mentors we all have to have mentors. you all have mentored a lot of young coaches, but who was one of your your memorable mentors coach yeah
1: i'll just jump in i mean yeah. uh, cheryl Burnett, and to this day i don't yeah. i don't have to talk for her in a year's time it doesn't matter all that stuff is still going back in my head that she would say her her actions her organization all that i mean it's just you know i could be a, a I don't want to say a walking her because I don't know anybody that measures up. I'm, it's not what I mean, but you maybe i mini, maybe a many her in that respect.
0: We had a conversation one time, and and I was I was talking about, ah, oh, they're not getting it, they're not getting this. And you told me, you said, repetition penetrates the dullest of minds. <laughs> and you and I said that's brilliant, and you yeah. know, and it was true. Like yeah. just re- repetition, repetition, repetition. Mm-hmm. They're going to get it if they. You got to make it instinctual. And and you said, uh, well, I, I, I can't take credit for that. That's no. what Cheryl Burnett saying. <laughs>
1: that is a Coach Burnett saying right there, definitely.
0: <laughs> Coach Cal, perfect.
2: Uh, probably my high school uh, senior year. I had three different coaches in high school, which was not an ideal situation at all. But um, Butch Birch was um, instrumental in. In, <clears throat> he had the gym open just about every night in the summer. Uh, took us to a Cardinal baseball game. I mean, it was just team building stuff, and uh, I learned a lot from him. And then also my junior, uh, my uh, junior college coach, uh, Dennis Helms at Crowder. Um, he was a tremendous coach, and uh, I can still remember a lot of stuff that um, that he would say that just penetrates, and I use it to this day. Um, awesome. And so. I just say those two guys, for sure, and then my oldest brother, um, Gary. He played at, at SMS uh, for two years with a guy named Curtis Perry. I've heard uh, that name. I heard that name. I think <laughs> yeah. his his banners up in the in the rafters. Um, That's great. And and then he he wasn't able to play anymore, but uh, th- those three guys I would say.
0: That's a good answer. Good answer, Coach Percival.
2: I
3: probably can't narrow it down to just one person. I probably have a collage, which would include these two gentlemen here as well. They probably don't know that. but
0: Well, it's out there now.
3: Well, it's out there now. <laughs> I, I can't pull it back. But, uh, I'm sorry. I, had, I had a lot of people that contributed when I went to fair play. Randy Brashears was my ADM principal, and, and he gets credit for getting me focused. And and one night we were given, and we lost a game by six points and gave up like eight points on inbounds plays. I was stubborn and going to play man, and he said, I can fix that for you. And I said, what do you got? And he said, play zone. <laughs> you know, and It didn't sound real. That's not what I was looking for, but as I slept on it and had that time pass, I realized things like that were, were what make you more successful. But I've had all kinds of coaches that I've been around and, and coached with, and, and, of course, I'm still coaching with one every day when they're at Greenwood and they're right. in Taylor. But these gentlemen here and Steve Hunter, Lamont Frazier mm-hmm. – Mike Wilson, I mean, I could just go on and on. There's a lot of people that, that I have to give credit for. That's why my speech had so many thank yous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, and the thing is, just it's important to be receptive when you're, you know, that's the key. That's why you have, you can say these mentors because you are receptive to them. Well, we're going to move into our post-game talk here in just a little bit, but thank you all for being here tonight. Congratulations again on your induction. Coach Middleton, thanks for being here. Always it's always it. it's
1: always a pleasure. Appreciate so much what you do, and thank you. And uh, it's good to hear those names like Craig Layman and Kelly Grant, <laughs> Mutt and Boliver, because they were sure good to me
2: in my time up there. Yeah,
0: they are good. They definitely are. We appreciate them, Coach Cal. Thanks for being here tonight.
2: Thank you, Jenny. I appreciate you uh, inviting me to be here.
0: That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you're here. And Coach Percival, I didn't give you an option. So I appreciate you <laughs> following through and, and showing up and being here. <laughs> well, thanks
3: for giving me that
0: yeah. non option. <laughs> all right. We'll move it to our post game talk sponsored by Story Construction. Go to story, S-T-O-R-E-E dot com for more information. Also sponsored by Springfield Yard Cards, S-G-F yard dot com. You can go to a CoachesPerspective dot com for any of uh, information on the show. Next week, we're going to have a mom sports panel in honor of Mother's Day coming up. So guess who's going to be my co-host? You get three guests' First two don't count. My mother is <laughs> going to be here. Joe Bell Hopper will be in the studio, and we will have a panel of sports moms, and we're going to pick their brains because, whew, that's a tough job. Um, I also want to thank all of my champs, mentors, and mentees. We wrapped up another successful season. Thank you to all of them as well. So into our post-game talk. All right, so my, my guest today earlier in the show were asked, you know, about defining winning. You know, their answers were, were superb. Um, there was a variety of answers to this question. There always is. So first of all, what is your definition? I want you to think about this from all angles of your life and all the different circles that you are in. This week, I want you to find five people and ask them their particular definition of the word winning. You will be surprised on the conversation that it generates. Winning comes in all forms, tend to be true champions, It's not about the final score as much as it is about the ever-evolving piece of relationships and the life lessons, as my guest said. Have conversation and let the winners in your life know that they are champions to you. That's how champions do it. I'm going to remind you as I do each and every week. Be a good human. Live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion. This is Jenny Hopkins. This has been Coach's Perspective.